Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Are you desperate for people to like you more, Lucky? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. People like me less. <laughs> um, there are easy ways, it is said, to get people to like you more. Just be seen more often. It's called the mere exposure effect. It's kind of like I always did with dating. Never really asked a girl out. Just always hung around until she gave in. You know, this type of thing. Like a fungus. I was always there. Uh, Basically, just be seen by people more often. That makes them more likely to enjoy being around you. I sense when people are around me long enough, they get tired of me. They don't like being around me more. And even if you're working from home, turning on your camera during Zoom meetings can help. Uh, Ask questions. Research has found that people who ask questions during conversations are liked more by people they're talking to. It's because it lets them know you value their opinions and experiences. And that makes them more likely to want to hang out with you. So be seen, ask questions, and smile. Mm. Smiling has its benefits. I smile. People say, geez, i got to get to the dentist. That reminds me, seeing Craig smile, I should go to the dentist. (laughs) People who smile are perceived as more competent, more attractive. And for better or worse, people are more likely to want to be around someone they consider attractive. Okay. So there you go. If you're looking to be liked more. That's even true of just trying to move up like the corporate ladder. Just, And I was always really guilty of this. I never hung around stuff nearly enough. You right. know, when I, when I was a younger man and, and didn't have like a lot of responsibilities like kids and such, I should have been at events more, especially in radio, because it's such a social atmosphere to begin with. There's always concerts, there's always things, people are always going here, there, and everywhere. And I'd always be like, eh, even as a young man, eh, yeah. <laughs> eh. I was finding funny how we get into this business thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to get free CDs and concert tickets. Mm-hmm. And you get in, and you're like, oh, <sighs> man, eh. another show. Not interested. <laughs> yeah. I want, just want to take a nap. Just want to go home. Right. And, and yeah, in any work environment, the kind of, if you're seen as being an integral part of it or mm-hmm. integrated mm-hmm. into the, the kind of the the culture of the environment yep. while you're there, right? You're, yep. You take part in things. And, you know, some people look at it, oh, man, he's he's so far up the boss's behind. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything. Well, no, it's just about being a, a decent person to be around. Yeah, and I mean, listen, if you go to events and, and management is there, there's a chance that at some point you're going to be sidled up at the bar beside your... Uh, your boss having a swig, and right. that's when conversations are more relaxed, and they get to know you better, and you get to know them better, and it's not kind of that stiff office environment. It's interesting to see people who are are good and bad at it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, an office Christmas party is a perfect example mm-hmm. where you you know you have someone who's just way too into it, where they're getting hammered, <laughs> right, and saying too much, and then there's kind of the wallflower who you know will see the boss at the bar, but they just don't know how to approach mm. and just have a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going? Merry Christmas and whatever it may be, right? Like it's, it's it's interesting. You can kind of see people on either side. Those are too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Those are not. And some who just can play it cool and uh, and separate that too, right? It's not always a brown nose opportunity and they don't always want to talk work. Well, and, and, and it's a push and pull thing with management and employees because I have seen in the past where some management go out of their way to work the room and shake everybody's hand from the, you know, person lowest on the ladder to the second in command. Like a wedding. 
Yeah, and they work the room, and they're terrific at it, and they make everybody feel as important as the next person. And then there's other employees who then walk into that environment, and they just kind of cuddle with the people they know, and they're just like, oh, I'm not talking to him. Why, right. why should I even show any interest like in you. him? Like you. That's what I do. <laughs> well, because it's tough for me when I go up to management here and they call me Jerry or Terry. <laughs> thousand uh, parents were asked to name the top personality traits that they want their kids to have when they grow up. What do you figure the, the top personality trait would be? To have when yeah. they grow up? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. What's on there? Like honesty? I, I I worked on my kids of being very narcissistic. Right. That, that's what I wanted out of my children. <laughs> very nar- narcissistic. That's how you get anywhere in right. life. Diligent? Now, honesty is number one. Right. Now, I don't know if parents really want the world to be a better place and all kids are honest or they just want their kids to stop lying right. to them. To them. Yeah. Uh, honesty is first. The kindness, self-confidence, good manners. Right. It's always important. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. We really push that on the boys. Well, and certainly, you know, when you hear other parents or when you hear reports that they're mm. out and on their own mm. and it gets back to you that, hey, your kid was really good and or like mm-hmm. his manners were excellent, mm-hmm. that's where you kind of like, well, because that reflects on you, yeah. right? Yeah, no, certainly. Uh, high self-esteem. Well, I think we're working on that pretty good with kids. <laughs> no lack of self-esteem. Uh, independence. It's funny that uh, parents really want their kids to be independent when it seems like they really want to, you know, tighten up those uh, apron strings a lot more. Empathy. That's important. Helpfulness, patience, and loyalty. Mm. I hope my kids are loyal to me when I'm 90 and I need my diaper change. <laughs> no, they'll be independent at that point. <laughs> those narcissistic traits will really you show up. You want me to be independent. Now you be independent. <laughs> Take care of yourself. <laughs> You're independent yeah. and independent. <laughs> oh, it is a Thursday morning, and it's a cold one. With that, you want to eat something nice and warm. Warm the belly. So let's talk chili. Maybe chili for dinner tonight would be Ooh. lovely. Yeah, nice to put a nice pot of chili on. Let it sit there and simmer. Is it a, like a National Chili Day or something like that? Uh, I don't know. Oh. I just saw those people were asked about chili, what they, how they like to eat it, what they like to combine with it. Okay. And uh, someone asked people to rank the uh, best toppings to put on chili, and our tortilla chips are ranked at the top of the list. All right. Yeah. To top, to top it. Yeah, to put, yeah, like in, inside of it or yeah, oh. on top of it, I guess. Jeez. Like you'd put crackers in a soup. Cheese number one. I like chili and cheese. Yeah, cheese is on the list, too. Sour cream? Uh, crackers? Uh, no, no sour cream. Oh, okay. Uh, cornbread? Um, onions, hot sauce. I love a hot sauce. dumping the hot sauce in it for sure. Avocado making the list as well. Wow. Put on top of chili. Oh, yeah, you don't, you know, you don't like the avocado. Right. <laughs> it's green. Oh, it's, it's, right. green. it's green. I don't, <laughs> you put it in a shake or you put it in the sushi. I'm okay with it there. <laughs> so, um, like, are you just go eat avocado? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Well, balsamic vinegar on it. Yeah, you don't like balsamic vinegar. Probably. Well, I'm okay with that. Oh, oh you really? Yeah. Look at you. What are you? Fourteen I'll, now. I'll do it with the, uh, the palates up to I'll about fourteen. Mix the, the, the vinegar and the oil or whatever, and do the bread <laughs> like that. I mean, I prefer butter, but so wh- at what age did Christian pass you uh, and his uh, palate and, and able to eat like an adult? Here we go. <laughs> Like, does he still cut up? When you go to a restaurant, does he order from the adult meal and you still have the cheese and... Chicken tenders. Love them. <laughs>
<laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> I know you agree. I love the, this. Is the one thing we can agree on. I love in buffalo sauce. Oh, oh yeah, beautiful. Uh, yeah, so those are the things we love to top on. And how do we like to eat our chili? Most would say in a bowl. Of course, that's the obvious way. But then many people like it on a hot dog. Oh, I love a chili. Chili cheese dog? Yeah. Awesome. Mixed with uh, Fritos? I've never tried that. With Fritos? Yeah, okay. that's interesting. It's like we tend spoon. to just get a bowl and instead of spooning it in, mm. we get the those scoops. Yeah, right? that's a good way to do it. It's called a Frito pie. Oh. If you mix it with the Fritos. And chili fries. Right, those are good too. And people say they like it on rice, on a baked potato. I can see that. Oh. Garlic bread or spaghetti. But then that's just more of a bolognese sauce, isn't right, it? Yeah. You think? Uh, mixed together with mac and cheese. Hmm. Ooh, I've never thought of that. That'd be good. And, of course, the, the 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 classic sloppy joe. I do love a sloppy joe. Right. But that's more just ground beef and sauce. What I'll do sometimes, and I kind of take this from Taco Bell, is I'll take, like, we have leftover chili. Mm-hmm. I'll put it uh, onto, like, a tortilla and make a burrito. And that's good. That's a good way to do really it. Really good. Yeah. You like it? Uh, no, you don't like too spicy because you can't uh, you can't take the heat. Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 anything that I can't taste mm. because it's uh, because of the heat mm. is I'm just not a fan of. I, I don't I don't enjoy that. Yeah, I, well, I like I like hot wings, yeah. but if it's hot to the point of I can't breathe right. after it, right. I don't enjoy it. Sometimes two things get like there's hot, but there's not a lot of flavor. That's why right, I like, like exactly. Frank's or Louisiana hot sauce because yeah. there's a nice flavor to them. Mm-hmm. Some things are just stupid and burn your mouth and, exactly. and your bum. You know, we have said a lot during uh, COVID that uh, we're, nobody's ever happy about whatever the situation is right now. We're never, ever, ever happy. It, nothing's ever good enough. Things are crappy now. Can't wait for it to get better. Remember in the beginning when we were all pining to see family and friends and how terrible it was that we couldn't be around anybody. And I had mentioned the other day, got a wedding invite. I've heard more people say this. Oh, I got to go to a family event. I got to go to this. Now we don't want to go to them now that you can have them again, you know? Right. And so the talk throughout the lockdown when it came to children was how bad it was for them, how they couldn't go to see friends, how they couldn't go to school, how they needed to be out and amongst and living a life. And this was mentally uh, draining for them and terrible for their mental health and all of this. Now, as we get out of the lockdown, one in three young people say they were happier during the lockdown. (laughs) Can't win. You can go out again, and now you're not happy about that. I know. We gotta, we need to change our social media's names. Like, Facebook, Facebook should be called Piss, and, <laughs> and Twitter should be called Moan. Like, that's really all we do. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. What did you do today? Was piss and Moan all yeah, day? Yeah, I was like Piss and Moan all day long. Yeah, it's so true. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, it's like the emergency act. Uh, that Trudeau put in, so so many people upset that he did that. Then I hear there's people pissed at him that he didn't do it soon enough. Right, yes, yeah. You know, you can't, can't win. You can't win. So researchers in the UK have put out a new study where they found that one in three young people between the ages of 8 and 18 say they were happier during the lockdown. Wow. These are mostly kids that are under a lot of stress in normal life. So the quarantines and remote learning meant they maybe weren't being bullied Right. Felt less lonely, got more sleep and exercise, and rich relationships with family and friends. Their mental health improved while staying at home. Now, there are kids that thrive in social settings, and of course, but still, the number one in three. Right. You know, if it was like one in ten, one in twenty. But one in three says there's a lot of kids who are dealing with a lot of crap, which is not good to no, hear. And, and, yeah, I think, I think it's, 
it's more sad uh, in the sense that uh, of how they feel outside of lockdown. Mm-hmm. It's not how it's like. Oh, yes, okay. In during lockdown was was really bad um, you know, for for so many, especially if they didn't have you know communications channels. Mm-hmm. You know. You know can't imagine what this would have been like on my kids. And I, I tell them all the time, I, I really can't imagine what you're going through because I've never been through it. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, thank God they've got the Internet and they've got ways to communicate with their friends mm-hmm. still, um, you know, in terms of video calls and chats and online video gaming that they play uh, with each other all mm-hmm. the time. That At least there's some level of communication still happening. But the real sad part about this for so many of them is that, you know, a return to normal life when their parents have to go back to the office, mm-hmm. maybe, or, you know, is that they're shuffled around from uh, school to babysitter to grandparent uh, and 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 don't have a kind of a, a regular or, uh, I guess, a scheduled kind of day sometimes. Mm. And that, that happens to so many. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, I. I, I can't imagine, maybe even older. Like, I, I, when I think of kids who are 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, yeah, your friends are important, and they, they come and they go, you don't, I, and I remember this with my boys, you never really lock down, like, a real friendship till you're probably in your early teens. Mm. You know, you're, you play hockey, you're friends with them, they come and they go, they come and they go, everybody's invited to birthday parties, you know, you'll, I don't know if you see this with your kids, but I remember with mine, like, they'd have a, a buddy, little Timmy, would be their their buddy for a week, and then you'd never hear of little Timmy again. You know, right, he had moved yeah. on to somebody else. But as a teenager, when your friends become your whole world, yeah. they are everything to you. You you could give a crap about your parents <laughs> or any family member. You hardly ever saw them. You were always with your friends. And I remember having this conversation with David because you know we would have to like sit him down he'd be gone all the time running around day and night with his friends we could never see five minutes of him we have you just have to settle that like it's too much right. all the time oh they're my I'll, we'll never we'll never be apart these people are my everything forever and he barely speaks to any of them now. <laughs> you know so i could only imagine as say a 16 17 18 year old yeah cer- certainly back in my time when there was no internet to, to be locked away from those people who were so important in right. everything to me. Yeah. That that would have been certainly tough. But I also see the flip side. If there's a kid being bullied at school, you know, the fact that they didn't have to be around that bully or in front of that bully for a couple of years must mm. have been uh, a lot of uh, relief and certainly probably quite concerning going back to school. I can tell you this. We're going to have Dave Matthews tickets before 8 o'clock this morning. All right. So you be aware. When we tell you to text 855-432-ROCK, you text Matthews. And you will be, along with Lucky at the Bud Stage, right beside him, dancing and singing. Dave Matthews, Bud Stage, Wednesday, June 22nd. Tickets are going on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Do you sing and dance at a Dave Matthews show? Uh, or do you just stand like a Grateful Dead and get stoned and stare? Right. Well, if I'm getting stoned and staring, I'm probably singing and dancing. Mm. You like to sing and dance when you're a little high? Uh... I don't know. I guess I like... Uh, it depends on the concert. Mm. If I know the songs and I enjoy it, sometimes I sit back. Sometimes I get involved. Would you smoke a little weed at a Dave Matthews show? Uh, I might be tempted. Yeah. Have you? I have Good in the boy. past, yes. yes. I, it's so funny. I, I, I never imagine you smoking weed. Right. Pounding pints and slamming the can against your forehead. That's, <laughs> yeah. Shotgun! That's what I see you doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something I like... I, I, 
partake in often. Rails off a hooker's back? Yeah. Well, it's just a Tuesday. <laughs> um, Sportsnet's online, too. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, you're not family-friendly for us. Right. Um, eventually, people are going to have to go back to the office. And you're going to have to see your coworkers. You're going to have to have conversations with them and hang with them. And uh, one of the things that many find off-putting about coworkers is the uh, the jargon they use, the uh, overworked, overused work phrases. Things like ASAP. Right. Keep me in the loop. Uh-huh. Just checking in. Team player, give 110%. Sorry for the delay. New normal. No worries. Touch base. Think outside the box. Loop me in. Back to square one. Circle back. And the classic, no I in team. Okay. Well, a lot of looping in boxes going on yeah, there. Yeah, there is, certainly is. And who gives 110% on anything ever? No. I mean, I hate the phrase, to yeah. be honest. It really is annoying. Because mm-hmm. out of normal, we're probably <laughs> giving like 60 to 70% effort yeah. max. Yeah. In right? anything, really. Oh, yeah. In life. We're basically <laughs> running at a 60, 65. Like a C, yeah. C plus. Yeah. Right? Maybe a B minus. Right. If you get to A-plus effort, mm. I mean, you're really going for something at that point. Yeah. And that's a, that's like 95 to 100%. Yeah, I don't think, like, schoolwork, uh, relationships, sporting activity, I've never done a, an A-plus on anything. Like, outside of, like... Like like rescuing something from a, someone from a burning building, or or lifting superhuman strength right. to get a car off your kids, whatever it may be. You know those kind of yeah, sure. situations. Those are the hundred and ten percent situations. Yeah. So if you're putting a hundred ten percent into an email at work, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> let's let's give pause yeah. and think about that for a second. Even running into a uh, burning building to save someone, anything above second floor, I'm. <laughs> You're going to have to jump. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.